It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in PDQ Restaurant Point of Sale Post Game Show. Rob Ellis, Jack Fritz. Birds lose twenty to seventeen. They're ten and four. They've lost th- three straight. It's the first time since the twenty twenty one season. Um, adding insult to injury, they've averaged sixteen point three points per game over the course of the last three games. This was a high powered offense uh, last year. We thought going in really for the early portion. At least they were putting up points this year, Jack. But it is. It has fallen off mightily over the last few weeks. Well, and everything that we thought we knew about this team, like, oh, they would never lose yeah. three straight. Oh, Jalen's a winner. Oh, Nick Sirianni knows how to coach his way out of this thing. I mean, all of that has come crashing back down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's some fascinating comments from A.J. Brown. Yes. Don't think this is uh, things are going well in the locker room. No. It's not like they're handling the loss very well. Hurts saying they're not committed enough, got to be on the same page. Man, oh, man. Yes. Oof. All right, joining us right now, and you can catch him, Go Birds podcast with James Seltzer. Go Birds on Saturday afternoons with James as well throughout all of his hits that he does on the station during the week. And, of course, 94WIP.com. Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, let, let's start with uh, – and first off, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Um Let's start with the way that this this thing ended. The final drive they gave up defensively, yeah. and then I'll get to the interception in a second, but let's go through the defensive drive, which which ends on the Smith-Najigba touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's just completely unacceptable. Like, prior to that drive, the defense certainly had a few plays that were not great. The Kenneth Walker touchdown run, the tackling uh, left a lot to be desired at certain points. But they were presented 90, 92 yards with Drew Locke to seal that win. Like, I mean, that, that you, you have to get a stop there. Uh, I, don't, I know that the Seattle has good receivers, but it's Drew Locke back there. He was 2-10 and 10 against winning quarterbacks heading into that game. Uh, James Bradbury had uh, a terrible game. Uh, he said himself in the locker room afterwards that the, the coverage on that play was, was on him. He wasn't expecting help. You know, he said he didn't play it well, and he's right. That's exactly what happened. And what I think what was so telling was you could see on that drive – they attacked Bradbury. Think about the corners out there tonight. Bradbury, Bradley Roby, and some combination, Akili Ringo and Eli Rex. And in the biggest drive of the game, with the game on the line, 
they went after Bradbury, the one that was the all-pro player last year and the highest-paid uh, secondary player. So just – you know, completely unacceptable drive from the defense. All right, I want to follow up on that because I and I'm going to ask this knowing full well what he makes in the, the the ramifications, and I'm not talking about cutting him, but honestly, Elliot, even with Slay out, I don't know that I can keep putting him on the field. He is not only getting beat every time. In fact, he was they beat him seven for they were seven for eight for 116 with a touchdown, no interceptions, and a 118.8 passer rating. He's been god awful, and I know he's an accountable good dude. But I don't know how much longer you keep putting him out there. He, he's a total yeah, and, liability. And I think he actually signifies or is, you know, is like poster child in some ways for a larger problem that seems to have kind of, kind of come crashing down to earth in, earth in these past few weeks. This team is slow. Like Bradbury's problem is on the outside. He does not have great straight line speed. And you can see it. Metcalf beat him deep. deep. Uh, the game when he touched down, he was beat deep. But look around that defense. Like, Reed Blankenship, not that fast. Kevin Byers, not that fast. Uh, the linebackers, not fast. The defensive linemen. You know, Reddick has some speed off the edge. But Nolan Smith was supposed to be their speed rusher. He doesn't even play. The offensive side of the ball. Their receivers are great, and they are great at a lot of things. I don't think either of them have, like, that kind of straight-line elite speed you see from, from receivers. So, yeah, Bradbury's not playing well. And I get your point. Like, how do you put him back out there? But I think what is just so telling watching him and the rest of this roster is how slow they look all of a sudden. Elliot, I mean, does it kind of feel like this thing is is busting apart the seams? I mean, like, do we trust this team is going to be able to hold together and, and, I mean, go on any kind of run here? I mean, what's the kind of sense yeah. that you're getting from that standpoint? So it's, I guess there's two ways to answer that. One, if you look at the attitude and the quotes coming out of that locker room, and I'm not in Seattle tonight, but, but just reading what's coming out of there, it's obviously extremely concerning. I mean, it's not quotes you see from a team that's going, that feels like it's going to turn it around. But as, as upsetting as that loss was, the reality is this. Their success early in the season afforded them the chance to do something like this. And it doesn't mean that they'll win in the playoffs. It doesn't mean that they'll turn it around. But they're going to play playoff games. And we've seen in the NFL, like, you win that first playoff game, you get streaks going, you can, you can go on a run. And while this team has problems, for sure, this is the same team that went 10-1 and to start the season. So I can't sit here and say definitively it's, it's over, they're not going to make a playoff run. Right now they're at rock bottom. Like, we can forget, like, you know, linebacker personnel problems. This thing is broken right now, and they have to fix it. But if they fix it, and they can, like they will be in the playoffs. So I can't hear, I can't sit here and say a run is not possible because I still think they have enough talent to win two games, and all of a sudden you're in the NFC Championship game. So who is that most on? Like if you had to place it, almost I know it's a team effort, and I get it, but who is it most on to make sure this thing does not fall apart? It's absolutely on Jalen. Like Jalen is the franchise quarterback. Jalen has did not play well tonight, and. You know, I don't know if you guys played the audio yet. Oh, yeah. Post-game yeah, so he's clearly sick. Like, and I'm just full stop. Like, he was sick tonight. But it's not just tonight. He didn't play well against Dallas. He didn't play well against San Francisco. Give him credit that for the second half against Buffalo, he was awesome, and he won that game for him. But he wasn't good in the first half. He wasn't that great against Kansas City, save for a few drives. They paid him to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And to his credit, for a lot of this season, he has played at a high level. But in these past few games, he is not. And as much look, it's on Nick, too. Nick is part of this. But your team is as good as your quarterback. And the reason you pay a quarterback all that money is for exactly nights like this, 
exact like these exact games. It's like being a, a you know the ace in baseball. Like if your team's on a two game losing streak and you're up, like you have to win that start. So I just when I look at how this team can turn it around, it starts with Jalen. He missed throws tonight, easy throws. He made poor decisions with the football. He now has almost as many turnovers this season as he had the last two combined. So he is absolutely ha- has to play better and nothing will change until he plays better hey everyone this is brett boone would you know it i've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year tune in as i sit down with my friends some of the biggest names in sports media entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations as you know baseball's been my life it's been in the family for a long time but it's a lot more than that here it's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So what is it, though, Elliot? I mean, you know, we see these these decisions. Look, I hate throwing any, anywhere near Quez Watkins, period, anywhere on the field. I don't like that. That's the first one. The second one, he's clearly locked in on AJ, who's got, you know... Guys draped on him. And, and not only that, he underthrows it. If you're going to try that, which I don't like anyway... Throw a deep ball and let AJ run under it, or nobody catches it. Seventeen yeah. turnovers this year, tied for the most in football. Terrible. Yeah, and look, I, I thought the Quez Watkins throw, while he was held there, I thought that throw was still underthrown. Like Quez had a bit of a step there. You need to put that further out so that he has room to run and, and go get it. Um, you look, the AJ throw right there is kind of a question we've been all asking these past few weeks, which is what's the line between wanting to be aggressive with the talent you have and wanting to take the short completion. I think that, you know, for a while there was a group saying, well, you need to give him those short completions and the offense has to put it in there. The throws are in the offense. They're easy throws to be made, but this team is built on big plays. It's what Sirianni believes in. He believes in getting them on offense, and stopping them on defense and on defense. When people ask why they play off coverage and why they line up 15 yards away, because they don't want to give up big plays. And on nights like tonight, when A.J. Brown is going down the sideline and they need a big play, like that's what Jalen is going to do. So it, I don't think it was the right decision. I think in that instance, you have to you know, realize that you get 15 yards and maybe you have a chance at a field goal. But it is ingrained in Jalen and with A.J. there that they're going to take those chances. They hit last year. This year they're not hitting. Elliot, I'm, I, I'm just – do you think that Nick Sirianni honestly has the answers right now? Or does he look like a coach that is kind of coaching by the seat of his pants? So I don't think you can say Nick doesn't have the answers. This is the same coach that led them to that, you know, whatever you want to say his role in it. Like he was a coach of the year candidate, if not coach of the year winner last year and got, and got them within four minutes to winning the Super Bowl. I do believe that he is a great head coach. This team right now has spiraled to a point where I think any head coach would have a really tough time getting them out of it. So it's going to be a tough job. And I, like, I can't say for certainty that, that he will get them out of it, but I, I, don't, I can't say he doesn't have the answers either because this is the same coach that three weeks ago had them at 10-1 and one as Super Bowl favorites. So they, need, like, they, they just desperately need a win. And tonight was supposed to be the win that they were going to get, and they almost had it. I think if they can just get one win and just kind of stop the bleeding, things might turn around quicker than you think. And this is the good news. They have the Giants. They have the Cardinals. They have the Giants again. These teams are even worse than the team they played tonight. So you would think they would win that game. But I I don't think nothing is going to turn around or be good with this team until they, they get that first win. 
Like, El- that's it. Elliot, how big were the personnel misses uh, leading into the season? In other words, some of the choices they made at the linebacker spot, some of the choices they made in other areas that have come back, maybe that have made them as slow as you're talking about. Like, how how much of this does Howie wear? So I definitely think there were some personnel misses, and I think that like the linebacker spot, Nolan Smith hasn't really been able to play for him, which leads to the defensive ends playing a lot more snaps. Bradbury's obviously not having – like the, all those things are true. But all those players were on the team earlier in the year when Jalen was playing great. Like I remember when Carson started to falter, we focused so much on the receivers, and there was probably some truth to that, right? Like there was not good receivers around him. But ultimately what really happened with that team – was Carson was bad. And I don't think Jalen's at that point yet, but all the personnel decisions are going to look better when Jalen starts playing better. Like, no one was talking about all these personnel issues to an extent when they were 10-1. and one. Like, I, I, I know that maybe they weren't playing as well as the 10-1 and one record indicated, but we didn't view this as, like, how he blew the offseason, this roster is a disaster. So I think there is a level of when you lose three straight, everything looks worse. And the reason you pay Jalen all that money and, you, you, you know, Nick's the, one of the best coaches in the league or all, all, all that is because they make those players look better. Right now they are not making the players look better. And so the roster looks worse. But when the quarterback turns it around, I think those players will look better. Uh, last one for me here, Elliot. Do you think Sean Asai let out a full smile or maybe a little smirk <laughs> at the James Bradbury th- <laughs> touchdown at the end there? Yeah, I'd imagine there wasn't much smiling from anybody in that locker room. But – but if you're Sean Desai and you and you feel you were done dirty by this team, right? Like you know that you were removed from the position essentially. I am sure there has to be a part of him that felt slightly vindicated by this. Now Fletcher Cox, I, I saw said that they still have Sean Desai's back and they're going to support him. And you know I know he has obviously relationships with players in that locker room, and he probably didn't enjoy seeing that happen. But <laughs> I mean. They, they made Sean decide the scapegoat this week. And for him to be up in the box while that happens, by the way, against the team he came from last yeah. year. So it has to be another level of like anger and embarrassment in that. Yeah, I'm sure there, there was probably 5% of them that felt vindicated that he wasn't the problem. Elliot, listen, we appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you next week, and uh, we will talk to you then. And, of course, catch you throughout the week. Go Birds and all your appearances on WIP. Thanks, Elliot. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you. All right, you got it, Elliot Shore Parks. Let's get a quickie in, Jack. Uh, I know people want to react, and we'll we'll get you. We got you for the fifth quarter as well, coming up at one thirty. But plenty of time to react. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Jack Fritz, Rob Ellis, PDQ Restaurant Point of Sale Post Game Show on the Eagles Radio Network, presented by PNC. Make today the day on ninety four WIP.